Before we start today's show, I want to invite you to join my community of SaaS founders, agency owners, and others who are sharing tips, tricks, strategies, and tactics for creating successful cold outreach campaigns. It's a free group on Facebook called Cold Outreach Mastery, and you can get there by heading over to morgandwilliams.com slash community. And if Facebook isn't your thing, but you still want valuable cold outreach advice, head on over to morgandwilliams.com slash newsletter and put in your best email to get first in line for valuable resources that I share on how you can fill your calendar with sales meetings and your pipeline with opportunities. Now, let's start today's show. Welcome to the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. This is the place where you'll find real conversations with real sales leaders about how you can leverage sales technology to get ahead of the pack. Improve your sales numbers by taking advantage of emerging technology before your competitors get there first. They'll share everything from the trends they're seeing in the marketplace to actionable strategies that you can use to make more sales today. So if you're ready for a value-packed interview, listen. On. Here's your host, Morgan Williams. Welcome to the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Morgan Williams, and today I have the pleasure of interviewing Arvel Craig. Arvel is a speaker and marketing consultant based in Phoenix, Arizona. As an early adopter of chatbot technology, Arvel helps companies create chatbot funnels that take leads on interactive journeys to becoming qualified opportunities. He recently launched the Co-Focus Accountability Chatbot inside Facebook Messenger, which automates accountability conversations for professional coaches. With Chatbot Funnels, he is helping marketing agencies stand out with their clients by providing innovation, uncommon creativity, and positive ROI on ad spend. Arvel, thanks for being on the podcast today. Yeah, thanks, Mark. I'm excited to be here and chat with you. Awesome, awesome. So first off, for the listeners, can you kind of walk us through your background? You know, how did you get into marketing and online business? Yeah, sure, definitely. Well, I grew up while I was in college in the late 90s and the early 2000s as the internet was being born. And so I was definitely um, swept away by the lure of the internet. So I've been uh, designing sites and working with small businesses, medium-sized businesses since back then. And it's been an interesting journey. The technology continues to change. And, um, you know, as I mature as a business person, as technology changes, you learn how to navigate through doing flash and design and through SEO and ads and Facebook and social media. You know, it's always changing. Yeah, but it's fun. It's interesting. That's kind of what I do. I've, I've always tried to focus on what do people really want. Sometimes they want the technology and sometimes you mature enough, you realize they want the results. So uh, I'm learning to see that technology comes and goes, but um, sticking to some fundamental business principles, marketing principles is definitely a good long-term strategy. Excellent. So curious, what types of things, you know, when the internet was getting started, people, I should say, commercial use of the internet was beginning and you were working with local businesses. What types of things were you doing for them? How are you helping them? What were they, what were the big kind of trends back then or what were you helping them with? Back in the day, I mean, the trend initially was just having a presence. It was just the whole brochure idea. It was just um, um, getting a website up and then most people would want organic traffic. They weren't buying ads or, or buying banners or anything like that. People just wanted to have a website up and they wanted to get traffic and doing search engine optimization, you know, clients would go to Google and they would type in you know, what their business services in the local city and 
they wanted to get hit, and that's all they wanted um, back in the days. So just having a website, right? Just having mm-hmm. some sort of presence for people to go to on the web. Okay, interesting. The other point you touched on was focusing on what people really want or really kind of selling them what they want but giving them what they need, right? Um, people want the shiny new thing, the technology, but mm-hmm. what they need is the actual business building principles and fundamentals. What is something that people come to you for? Like, hey, do you do this, you know, cool, hot new thing? And what are people routinely come to you for? And when you start talking to them and kind of break down what they're doing, what do you most commonly see is, you know, ah, okay, uh, you want this, but this is the reason why you think you need it, or this is kind of the building blocks of, of what makes that shiny object um, kind of stand out. Yeah, I mean, the first thing is either people either come to me and say they want leads. Um, a lot of B2B companies, they want more leads, they want more opportunities. And that's not necessarily a shiny object on that sense. But when I get into looking at their business and their database, a lot of times I come to find out that they have leads already, but there's something wrong with their system. There's something wrong with their follow-up process, their nurture process, the hook, the way they are, I don't know, trying to convert the leads that already come to them is the thing that's broken. And so that's a common mistake I find is that they have to pretty much understand their customer better, make a more attractive offer, and that will help them to pretty much manage and deal with and and monetize the existing data, the existing relationships, the existing lists that they already have. That's the number one thing that I see. I mean, shiny objects, and I'm definitely chatbots and Facebook Messenger and all that whole world is where I'm focused on right now. So this is kind of the first time in life I've ever built my business around these shiny objects. But and still, in one sense, and that's when somebody comes in and want a chatbot, they hear about it, right? They hear that you can automate conversations. They hear that it's a little bit of artificial intelligence, and that sounds cool. And so they come to me, we create a strategy, we create a campaign. But the thing that's missing from them is that they don't really have a good traffic source because chatbots and, and automation is a feature when you already have data, when you already have a list, when you already have leads, it's a tool, it's technology that helps to pretty much nurture conversations. But you can't really nurture conversations unless you have a, I would say predictive, but you have a way to continually and consistently get new people in the door on your website into your funnel. And so I find that missing too. When people want chatbots, often they don't have a real consistent traffic strategy. So therefore, the chatbot is just sitting there and they're getting, you know, 5, 10, 20 people in there when they really need hundreds to really go through the system to get the results that they're looking for. Definitely. The chatbot is a conversion element, but you need traffic to send to that conversion element to get the desired result. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Okay. And that kind of leads into the next part here. Um, You mentioned a few pieces of technology chatbots, funnels, messenger, AI. For someone who is just listening to this, just kind of dipping their toes into the water, they have a at least a high-level understanding of the fundamentals, and they want, they have a really big desire to kind of get in on the next big trend or big wave of marketing and sales technology. How can someone decipher all this and, and kind of and kind of how can it be presented in a way that 
kind of make sense for them on what steps to take when they're just getting started with all of this technology? Mm-hmm. I think the first thing is just to figure out where they're stuck. If you're thinking of traffic and then you got conversion from the traffic to a lead, and then you got the middle of the funnel where the lead is being nurtured into, you know, whether you're increasing, just qualifying the lead, making sure they're really interested if they're in a position of buying or whether they're just browsing. And then at the point of buying decision, I guess that's more, that's definitely a um, human element. That's not a technology element, in, in my opinion. So again, I guess the first thing is to, just to diagnose where in their funnel or in their system are they needing more results? Do they need more traffic? Do they need more leads? Do they need more meetings, opportunities? Do they need more content to really educate people to make sure they're ready to make a buying decision or, or get on a one-on-one phone call? So I guess that's one big picture thing that they have to know and be able to track what's missing. Number two, you know, I think the foundational tool is definitely a good CRM. And so whatever they're using to manage their pipeline, manage their database of customers, leads, and prospects, they need to, I think that's like the number one tool, the number one system they need to have in place in order to judge, to discern what's missing. They're tracking how many appointments they're having. If they're tracking how many leads are coming in, um, I think a lot of that either happens in a CRM or a real sophisticated website system. So, yeah, I mean, that's, I don't know, that's kind of what comes to mind. They have to be able to, to figure out where the problem is. And then, again, I say to me, the CRM is the first thing they would need. And then the second thing is going to be based upon the biggest pain that they're having. Okay, perfect. So someone needs first a way to track everything. So that CRM exists as a tool that gives them an overview of everything that's going on when someone enters their funnel, kind of where they're ending up, what's happening, tracking that whole process along the funnel. And Mm -hmm. then kind of breaking down that funnel to its basic elements and figuring out, you know, where's the bottleneck or where are people dropping out? Where are people falling off? Right? Like we talked about earlier, you can have the best chat bot in the world, but if you don't send any traffic to it, it's not going to do anything. Let's touch on those parts real quick and kind of discuss kind of what people, like a a simple, let's say, fix or kind of things you've come across at each part of that funnel uh, when you're consulting with people. So traffic, where this is kind of a very broad question, but if traffic is their issue, how can people start to determine, okay, where's the best place for me to get traffic? How can I whittle down or narrow down all of the different places to get traffic into, you know, one or two or three options to choose from? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. So interesting. And B2B, I guess taking a couple of steps back, I guess one thing I would kind of preface another like major issue is that when a company doesn't have the details of their ideal customer, if they're focusing on their product, its features and its benefits in a broad sense versus focusing on the ideal customer and their needs, that's definitely a big gap because as we get into traffic and conversions and leads and CR, all this stuff, yeah, I would say one of the biggest things I think is missing before you get into all this, it's going to be dialing down or narrowing the ideal customer. That's actually what would make the biggest difference in anything 
In other words, if you have a very, very specific customer and your product, your hook, your invitation to work with you is really defined specifically for the ideal person, you know, you can post on Facebook, organic, you can post on LinkedIn, you know, you can do a lot of things to a broad audience, but if your offer is very specific, it's going to stand out. So that's just, that's just one thing I was thinking of. Uh, that's another good, consistent issue is when somebody says, hey, I want you to help me to get some customers, get some business. I'm like, who are you targeting? And if your target offer isn't really specific, no matter who you talk to, it's just not going to catch their attention. The right person is not going to, to pay attention to it. So that's just one other point I wanted to mention. So what you were asking about traffic and B2B, I've got like three clients right now who all do events. They're all B2B companies and they all have live events right now where they're wanting to um, get people. It's a paid event, paid live in-person event. One is focusing on real estate. One is focusing on, I guess, corporate America. And one is focused on law enforcement. And each of them, when it comes to traffic, I mean, we, we create the event. So we create the, the landing page, the place where the person can register. And so for them, for each of them, the traffic initially in B2B, I always say, let's look at your own database. Let's look in your own contacts and see if we can test your opportunity, test your pitch towards people who already know you um, or even have mm. some type of association with you. I love to test it in an organic way, even to get more feedback and get conversations to get people to kind of like to, to test and have an opinion or do some cold email or something to get people to see the, the event that way. And so right now, one customer, she's got 19,000 connections on LinkedIn. And so I love to use chat bots. But again, that's middle of the funnel. Email marketing automation, a lot of that is middle of the funnel. So the first thing I'm like, okay, let's see if we can grab your LinkedIn contacts, extract them from LinkedIn, grab these 19,000, clean them up, you know, clean up the database, see if we can find five to 6,000 good emails, and then filter them who are in an industry related or geographically close to this event. And so we're going to start by inviting them to the event via email. So the first traffic source, normally, I'm going to tell a client to go into your database, go into your LinkedIn, go into any of your partners, just grab some emails, and let's see if we can send off some cold emails, some 10, 20, 30 emails a day to people you know, and get some feedback that way. Okay. That's great. So using those warm relationships you already have to test out the offer and before you dump any amount of significant resources in it, you know, make sure it's something that people actually want and that they are responsive to. Right. Mm -hmm. Perfect. So let's assume we are, we've kind of got that in place. We've, we've got um, some people on our list who are interested. When we were talking about funnels before we, we, we kind of touched on the qualification process and kind of picking out the right leads from our funnel. Where do we go from there? Um, how do we qualify and kind of move people along the process? Yeah, so just to put some clarity, when I say funnel, when I think funnel, the main thing I'm saying in that language, just for anybody that may not, you know, may not understand, is the idea, especially if you're talking to strangers or anybody, one philosophy or approach to online marketing is to, whether you call it inbound marketing or education-based marketing, 
or sales funnels. There's different ways of describing it or a value ladder. The goal is to, if you know the needs of that target person, create some kind of educational, informational piece of information to qualify yourself as being a reputable, intelligent person who can actually speak their language and provide a mini solution for what they need before saying, hey, this is me. I know you buy my product is, hey, this is me. I know you may have this problem, this problem, this problem. Here is a free mini training to help you solve one of your problems right now. You know, here's a checklist so you can have a structure. So your marketers, here's five questions you need to ask yourself before you start buying traffic, for example, like, you know, my world of marketing. So if we are using a funnel, which for most of my clients, I'm recommending them do this, we will create some type of mini resource that we send to this traffic first to get them to opt in to our list, go into our database, give us your information in exchange for something valuable and free. That way, mm. the follow-up process, once we get them a taste of what we have, you would definitely know they're more qualified to spend money, whether it's retargeting, meaning if somebody goes to a website, they fill out a form, and on the thank you page, we can track anybody whose website, whose browser or phone visited the thank you page, and we can have ads, follow them around the, the web or follow them on Facebook because we know they became a lead as well as we can follow up on email for free. So I'm just saying that I would want to create some kind of, they call it a league magnet or content upgrade or some type of free mini training to help somebody first. And that better qualifies them for um, future follow-up, more aggressive style follow-ups of actually spending money or getting on a, a one-on-one consultation call. Okay. So we're creating like you said, a course. Um, some people um, may recognize the free report, some sort of um, piece of information that demonstrates your expertise and actually helps that person or helps that prospect solve a specific problem. Um, mm-hmm. That's kind of uh, the qualification process. Okay, great. And let's yeah. say someone gets that free training and mm-hmm. they say, okay, hey, I'm in. Um, I want Arvell to help me. We kind of get to that conversion piece, and you kind of touched on it before. A lot of conversions, even low tech. What does that look like in terms of someone's interested? They self-selected. They've qualified themselves, and they're contacting you. What does that look like? Mm-hmm. The main way that happens, you know, on a normal website, there's a landing. There's the landing page. Somebody goes to the page, and they see something they want. They fill out their, they fill out at least just their email address to get access to that piece of information. And then the company is going to have some type of email autoresponder that A, delivers what they want it. And then there's normally a welcome sequence. If you follow ups where a day later, or two days later, the company has an automated email that checks in on a person and finds out if they got value from that piece of information. You may want to have, hey, here's some more information that you might want to read that can point to a post, a blog on the company site. It can post to a webinar where the webinar is a time commitment that makes the show somebody's really interested if they're going to sit on a webinar 
So the follow-up process in via email is to give them more information. At least I at least give them at least I would want a person to at least get or receive or request two different types of pieces of content before jumping on the phone with them. So the first can be a, a short video or a checklist, a free report, white paper, whatever. The second one can be some more information or a webinar. And also once on that second piece of content, oftentimes a company, you will ask the person for more than just their email address. You'll ask them now for their email, their name, their phone number. In other words, they're gonna give a little more your content that's even higher value, you may ask, you, may, you don't have to, but this is one of the practices of doing it. You ask for even more information. So if you get their phone number, you can voluntarily follow up with them. And after they get that second piece of information, again, you could have an automated email or that may even send your salesperson a notification to do more of a manual follow-up because they're definitely more invested in your leadership, in your education. So that's kind of a more of a traditional way of following up or nurturing somebody once they're into your system. But definitely let me at least paint a picture of um, what we're doing right now with chatbots and Facebook Messenger because it is yep. very similar, but it is an alternative. It's a different way to look at it because even in this approach, even if they're opt-in for your information, your follow-up process is happening normally through email. And even if they're asking for your information, that doesn't change the fact that they get 100 or 200 other emails every single day as well. So your follow-ups are next to hundreds of other emails, which causes for open rates of emails, especially in B2B or whatever, any B2B, B2C, whatever, are like 10%, maybe 20% max on average. So even if they're asking for your information, only one out of five people are even going to open up your email, not because they have an issue with you, just because the technology, the medium, the context of email is a very crowded and cluttered space. And so with chatbot funnels, what we do very often when we, with using Facebook Messenger, we like Facebook Messenger because there's over, I don't know, one and a half billion people already using Messenger on their phone to communicate to their friends or whoever. So we know that the audience is there. And so when we're sending out some free information, when they go to a landing page and we're running ads, one option is to fill out a form and get the free report via email. An alternative is to give them the free report via Facebook Messenger. Okay. And if we're running Facebook ads, if that is our way of getting traffic, that makes it even easier because the person is already on Facebook and they see our ad in Facebook. And so we can give them the free report right there on Messenger so they don't have to get off their phone. They don't have to go to an email. They can get it. And the benefit, the only reason I'm saying this is the strategy is the exact same for the most part, whether it's email or Facebook Messenger. But one benefit of Messenger is that it's not email. The people are not getting hundreds of messages on Messenger from other businesses. And so when our clients send out a message, whether it's automated, it's almost 100%. If they're opting in and those first initial emails or those first initial messages in Messenger are getting easily 80, 90%, 100% open rates because mm. it's just not a competitive field yet. 
And so number one, that's just, so a lot of times I just compare what we're doing in, in Messenger and chatbots to email. I say, hey, if you're getting 10, 20% open rates, we can do the exact same thing via Messenger and it's going to be 80, 90% open rates simply because it's not a competitive field. But the sort of process is the same. They get some information, we give it to them on Messenger, we follow up in Messenger, we give them something else in Messenger, and we try to book an appointment in Messenger. And I guess the one other unique benefit of using Messenger versus a traditional website and email is that in Messenger, I don't have to ask the person for their name because it's Mm. within the ecosystem of Facebook, I can already access the bots, the technology. Facebook allows the business to automatically know what a person's name is, what their last name is. And there's a way you can get their, at least their personal, their phone number and their email address that's on their Facebook profile. There's ways we can kind of extract that or make it really easy for the person to just push a button and automatically pushes their data into our CRM. So there's, you know, I don't want to get too technical, but there are some benefits of using Messenger compared to email to do the same thing, but it's just right now you can get you know a lot more engagement. I think I talked a long time on that. Sorry about that. No, no, that's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> that paints a really clear picture because essentially, you know, for people that are listening, the email medium, you know, is still solid, but think about how many mm-hmm. emails people get per day. So it's just crowded. Attention's crowded. Different marketing channels are opening up. More are coming through, but people have the same 24 hours in a day that they did since the beginning of time. So this is allowing you to put your marketing message, your sales message in a medium where people aren't getting pounded every day with advertisements Mm -hmm. or solicitations. Um, It's kind of like when people got emails back with... um, 2000, 2001 with AOL, you've got mail. I mean, when that thing went off, (laughs) you were like, ooh, let me check it out. I got an email. And people read it Mm -hmm. slow and they read every message before marketers came and ruined everything like they always do, right? Mm -hmm. So people are on Facebook, they're in a different frame of mind. And, you know, everyone likes getting Facebook notifications. Everyone likes, you know, ooh, someone messaged me, right? So... Mm -hmm. Just like every marketing medium, there's a window of time where you can get disproportionate returns on your investment of time or money because the field, there's the blue ocean right now. Mm-hmm. So that's great. And I know we're kind of running out of time, but um, I'd like to, you know, if you could just quickly walk us through maybe a B2B instance on Facebook or kind of anywhere where you've used some of this new technology and kind of what that campaign looked like. You don't have to go into specifics, but just to give context for people who are listening and kind of want to know, okay, how does this apply with generating B2B leads? Or if I want to get started, what does this thing look like on paper? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, honestly, it's kind of like I mentioned earlier. I mean, we've got these clients that are doing live events. And so what we have in place are landing pages that are on regular websites, regular click funnels, whatever landing pages. And the landing page is offering a piece of education, a special report on, let's say, real estate interview secrets, you know, is one of our pieces of content. And so when the person, and so we're sending, the, the traffic is coming from Facebook, and Facebook allows you to target 
people whose job title is in real estate or their employer is a real estate broker and we're targeting those in a certain geographic area in a certain city we're driving we're getting those people they're going to see the ad you know people who click on the ad they go to the landing page somewhere between five and ten percent are going to fill out the form to get the free report but on that thank you page what we're doing now is with our our event funnels we have a confirmation Besides the email that comes out, we allow the person to opt in right there on the thank you page to get a notification of upcoming events in Messenger. Okay. Mm. That's the key where the Facebook Messenger chatbot comes in. We say, get, do you want to sign it? Because again, the piece of content is just a small piece of free content. The big opportunity is for them to come to a live event where they're going to get continuing education credit hours. They're going to learn some advanced negotiation techniques. They're going to learn persuasion techniques, sales techniques, all these benefits from this opportunity. And so we're like pretty much RSVP for the event in Messenger. So if they check that box to RSVP in Messenger, that action is tied into a sequence within Messenger that has a automatic follow-up process, you know, over the next couple of days or weeks, they're going to get solicitations or they're going to get notifications in Facebook Messenger about when the cart pretty much opens up for them to register. And so this same philosophy works with, we have a partner that does specifically does webinars for B2B. And so hmm. she has a similar setup, though her traffic is all on Facebook Live. There's a way you can connect. When somebody puts a comment on a Facebook post, that's how she triggers them into the funnel. Um, when we do in a webinar specifically on Facebook, that's a different way of doing it. But that's pretty much it. People get in Messenger. The thing is with Messenger, as soon as they send you one message, that's a lead. They don't have to give you in information. They just have to have a conversation with your business page on Messenger. If I click, you know, send message, that sent, that one action becomes a lead where I can automate the follow-up process. And from then on, and we always connect Messenger to the CRM, whatever CRM the client uses, we just attach the two. So even if they're just on Messenger, we will grab and get their phone number and email and push that into the client CRM. So it's really going to be, it's really going to hit the lead in two different places. We're going to have a little bit of drip content in Messenger and a little bit of drip content via email. That's, that's how we're doing. We're just nurturing, warming up people, providing content, providing information. And whenever they're ready to have a sales call, um, the sales team take it from there. Awesome. Awesome. So for, for someone who's interested in taking this to or taking the next step on something like this and possibly using it in their business and wants to get in contact with you to discuss different options, you know, where can they get in touch with you and, and how can people learn more about Chatbot Funnels? Oh, yeah, thank you. The website is chatbotfunnels.me. So if they go to the website, you can kind of read over the, the things that we do. We've got some prices and some services and things out there. But And at the top of the page, there is a um, link to have a discovery call. Because, again, my goal, you know, our goal is only to give people the results. But we want to make sure that the expectations are clear. You know, We want to know what they have in place. Because if they don't have marketing that's already working, you know, what we're able to do is improve the conversion rate, improve the results they're already getting. And that's where we just want to have a quick call 
to go over what they're doing and make sure that the, the funnels that we build are going to be able to help with that. Because if they don't have, if things aren't already working, you can't pretty much create their marketing from scratch. They don't have anything. And so, yeah, so they can just go to the website, look over what we have. We're adding more and more testimonies. We've got some videos that we can send them. We've got demos. If they click on the, um, there's a demo button on there as well. So they can kind of play around with our messenger bots and see how it works themselves. It's all on the website. They just go there. They can request a call. They can play around in the bot, see a demo. And then we can um, discuss more about their project and their company. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining me today, Arbel. I really appreciate it. And hopefully we will talk to you soon. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it as well. I had a great time chatting with you. And um, yeah, thank you. All right. Thanks for listening to this episode of the B2B Sales Tech Podcast. If you love what you heard, be sure to head back to morgandwilliams.com and go over to the podcast page for today's show notes and a ton of additional resources. But before you go, hit the subscribe button to avoid missing out on the next value-packed interview. Enjoy the rest of your week and make sure to take action.